Hi, and welcome to the Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, movement coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all-or-nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's episode 79 of the Movement Diaries. Um, Yes, I am kind of getting over the last part of a cold as I'm recording this, which is why my voice sounds a little weird. Um, Hopefully I won't like have to blow my nose too many times while I'm doing this. And I have a bunch of topics listed out for podcast ideas. Um, And I'm actually like kind of still deciding about what I want to talk about today, but I think think I've got it narrowed down. Um, And what I want to talk about today is something that I've talked about on social media a bunch recently. And Sometimes I get these ideas and obviously social media kind of is like, it's pretty short form, right? Like a post is a post and is the caption is limited to a certain amount of words. And, um, you know, reels are obviously short up to like a minute and then even on stories. So I've said this before, but what I love about this podcast and part of the reason I created it was to have a space to have bigger conversations. Now, yes, I know it's just me talking, but you're listening. And so there is like a dynamic there. And I do hear from some of you, like nothing makes me happier than when I get like a DM or a text or an email from someone who's listened to a podcast. Like it's amazing. So thank you for all of you who have done that and take the time to do that. And if you haven't, and you're kind of like a, um, like a, like a lurker, like a behind the scenes listener, that's awesome too. Um, I would love to hear from you um, at any point. So anyone who's listening, I'm just so grateful that you're here. Okay, enough of that. So what I wanted to talk about today is this idea that just because we have a thought doesn't mean we have to do something about it. And I'm going to talk about this in the context of of food and body image and dieting. And I talked about it this morning in my stories too, and I'll, I'll probably include that example. We have, God only knows how many millions, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to do my best here, um, millions of thoughts a day, right, that go through our head. And if you are someone, so if you're listening, you are that someone, right, who has struggled with disordered eating or maybe an eating disorder um, with on and off dieting, body image challenges, feeling like you always like need to lose weight, all of this stuff. You have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts about food and eating what's good, what's bad, what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat. I need to lose weight. I need to go on a diet. I need to look like this person. I need to fit in these pants. All of these thoughts. It's a really fucking stressful. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. And so, so much of this work is about acknowledging those thoughts. It's not about wishing them away. And it's most certainly not about ignoring them or pretending them, pretending that they aren't there. That's actually one of the worst things you can do. You have to, we need to acknowledge, pay attention, notice, hear them, and then 
we get to decide because we are autonomous human beings and we get to make our own choices. Our thoughts do not make our choices for us. We get to decide if and how we want to respond to those thoughts. Now, like on paper or on podcast, it sounds like super simple and easy. Well, it sounds it is simple. It's not easy. It sounds simple. And maybe it even sounds easy. It's not easy. Like when you're not having the thought and you think about like a future time or in the past, you think about an example and you're like, oh yeah, I just don't respond to that. But then when you're in the moment, it's a whole other story. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is easy work. It is not. And it is also like the crux of everything that I talk about. Um, like just an example, um, you know, you've eaten, there's a million examples. I'll just come do this one. You eat dinner and it's like nine o'clock at night and you're sitting on the couch and you're like, oh my God, I really want some chips. And you check in, you're like, yeah, I'm not hungry. I had like a really filling dinner, but I want the chips. And you've got the thoughts in your head saying, oh, just get the chips. You deserve the chips. They'll taste so good. You're watching TV. We always have chips. You know, or you might have thoughts saying, don't eat the chips. The chips are bad. They're going to get you off track. You don't deserve trips. You already ate too much today, right? The thoughts could be in either one of those places on either one of these extreme ends. And then so what happens is whatever those thoughts are, we react to them, right? We, we, without really pausing, without checking in, we just react and we say, oh yeah, I I feel like chips and we go get up and get chips or I want chips, but oh my God, chips are so bad. They're making me feel really guilty. So I'm going to like really ignore and just like white knuckle through it and pretend that it's not happening. But what we don't do is pause and notice and say, okay, I'm having a thought about these chips. And just because I'm having the thought doesn't mean I have to respond to it. So just because I have a thought says, oh yeah, I really want some chips. It'd be so good. It'd be like so awesome to sit here and watch this TV show and eat my chips. I think I've said the word chips like 50 times in the last one minute. Um, Doesn't mean you have to respond to it. And that doesn't mean that you then need to force yourself to white knuckle through it. Because here's the thing, in that pause, in that check-in, this is where we come back to like values-centered work. Like, what are you working on? What's important to you? What's going to feel good to your future self? Your future self in 10 minutes after you've eaten those chips, in the morning, in 24 hours, in a month, in a year, right? Is eating those chips bringing you closer to what's important to you? or farther away. And that might sound like you might be rolling your eyes and saying like, come on, like this is ridiculous. This is about chips. But here's the thing, like every action that we take is representative of who we are, right? And sometimes we take actions that are, bring us closer to who we are. And sometimes we take actions that bring us further away, but we always have an opportunity to make a conscious, intentional choice. And that's really what it's about. It's like, okay, my brain's telling me I want chips. I know I'm not hungry, right? so I don't physically need the chips. So there's another reason that I want them. You can choose to have them. You can choose not to have them. But it's like instead of just on autopilot responding or reacting to those thoughts, it's about pausing, taking a couple of breaths, doing a check-in, and then making an intentional choice. Maybe you do. Maybe the end result is you have the chips. That's fine. But then it's with intention 
and awareness and with a true mindful choice rather than just reacting to the thought and in like a moment's notice you're getting up to go grab the chips without even thinking about it. And maybe you say, you know what? I'm having a craving for these chips, but I I know I'm not really hungry. And so I know there's another reason that I want them. And maybe you're able to identify that and maybe you're not, but you say, okay, I'm going to choose not to have the chips because I know I'm not hungry right now. And you make that choice. So this is just like one little tiny example that I think, you know, is relatable. But the idea is that just because we think something, A, doesn't mean we have to react to it. B, doesn't make it true. That's kind of the other piece of this, um, is that thoughts are not facts. They're thoughts and they come and they go, right? And if we give ourselves space a lot of times those thoughts will pass through. One of my um, amazing clients is a therapist and just, she has a lot of brilliant things to say. I hope she's listening. Um, and we were talking during a session of ours like a month or so ago and she's like, it's like a, it's like a train station, right? You're in the station, which is kind of like, you know, your brain, your body and the thoughts come through like trains and you can either decide to like get on that train with the thought and like ride the hell out of that thing and get totally overwhelmed and consumed and wrapped, wrapped up in it. Or you can stay in the station. You can stay in your body and watch the thought go by and know that it's going to pass. And sometimes it's hard, right? It's like you see a friend on the train and you really want to get on that train with that friend. This is like making me think of this as us last night. You want to get on that train. You don't want to be left behind. And so it's hard to stay there and not get on the train with the thought. This is the work. This is the work. Capital T, capital W. And it is work. It is really hard work. I'm never going to sit here and tell you that it's easy. And also, it is the work that you need to do if you want to make changes around your body image and food. That's it. It's not another diet. It's not another meal plan. It's not another workout program. You have to be paying attention and checking in and connecting to what's happening in your brain, what you're thinking, and then deciding and reclaiming your autonomy that you get to choose how you want to respond and understanding where those thoughts are coming from. So the train analogy is really helpful because I think it just reminds you that you have a choice. You always have a choice in how you respond to your thoughts. There are other parts of our lives where we don't always have choices. But with a thought in your brain, you pretty much always have a choice. I'm not going to speak in absolutes, right? Because certainly, like, when people have mental illness, that's a different thing. Like, I'm talking kind of about, you know, disordered eating, body image, dieting thoughts, all of that. Um, right? So constantly thoughts come up, especially like, you know, it's been a weekend and you feel like you've eaten really crappy all weekend. And Sunday night, Monday morning rolls around and like, okay, this is it. I got to get back on track. I got to lose some weight. I got to get back on track. I can't keep doing what I'm doing, right? Those are the thoughts. Those thoughts come up all the time. Do you have to respond to them? No, you don't. And that is the work. Do you, would it make you feel better to eat more nutritious foods? Would it make you feel better to stop overeating? Would it make you feel better? Like every time the weekend rolls around, you don't feel good about your choices? Yes. Those are things you can take action on because they are reframed in a different way. It's not about punishing. It's not about 
um, losing weight as a, a tool to find happiness. It's about taking those actions because they make you feel better as a person because they help you show up as a better version of yourself. And there's a huge difference between coming at it from this punitive place of like, oh my God, I did it again. I have to lose weight. I have to get back on track and saying, it makes me feel better when I eat more nutritious foods. It makes me feel better when I stop eating when I'm full. It makes me feel better when I walk three or four days a week, right? It's a totally different reframe in a totally different way. That is a response to your thoughts, not a reaction, right? So that's kind of another example. Um, and I just, again, this is about creating awareness. So many of us aren't even aware. Like we know we have thoughts, but we don't realize that we're just reacting to them constantly. We don't realize that we have a choice. So I am telling you, you have a choice, but we have, in order to make a choice and not react and not be on autopilot, we have to create space, right? So you have the thought and this is where there's a couple techniques. I already mentioned some of them, right? We take a couple of breaths to notice the thought. We use the train analogy. You can even visually like picture a train going through your head. You can maybe even see the words of the thought or give it a visual image and see it moving, right? And then deciding, am I going to get on the train or am I going to stay where I am in the station? Um, things like body scans. Um, some of my clients have um, different mantras or phrases that they say to themselves in these moments to kind of check in and decide, am I going to react to this or am I going to make a choice that's meaningful and aligned with what's important to me? Ultimately, the end result of that might be the same, right? Like if you choose to go back to the chip, then you may choose to eat the chips. That's okay. If it's done with attention and awareness and purpose, okay, eat the chips. Awesome. When it's done on autopilot and with reactivity, it looks the same on the outside. It is not the same on the inside. And that's the difference between being stuck in like diet mentality and on track, off track mindset and actually making progress with your thoughts and behaviors and feelings around food. So I'm going to wrap it up because this cold is, is, is starting to make it a little hard to talk. And I think I've said everything I wanted to say. Thank you as always for listening. Um, please reach out if you want to talk more about this, if you need support. Um, also, if you are a listener, it would mean so much to me. And I would be so grateful if you shared this podcast with one person that you know. Um, there are so many women out there who need this support. And I was going to do, I may still do an episode about this, but like the Kim Kardashian Met Gala debacle with her losing 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into a dress. The most famous woman in the world, like openly talking and bragging about this. Just when I kind of think that we're making progress, I'm, I'm reminded very harshly of how much work there is yet to do. And so when that's the kind of stuff that we're up against, sharing this with even one woman can make a difference. And then that woman shares it with one woman, right? Because we all need the support because that is what we are up against is, is that messaging of extreme diet culture being thrown in our faces constantly in ways that we don't even realize. So um, I'm grateful for everyone who's here listening and grateful um, if you're able to share this with someone and um, yeah, more next week.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Movement Diaries. If you loved this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials, and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.